What the fuck is up? This is Lil T with the Unapologetic Tea Podcast. Um, Slay. Slay. It's a vab. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Cringe. I'm not cool enough to say those things? No, you're I'm way... the cool mom. No, you are not. How is everything going? Whoo. Today I am not really feeling like recording. I'm super excited to talk to you guys, but you know, it's just one of those days where if I didn't just work um, my morning shift and uh, jump on here, then I probably would have been good and ready to go. I had so many thoughts running through my head all day while I was at work. And now that I am sitting in front of the microphone, I'm just sitting here going, uh, what did I think about today? I thought about a whole bunch of fucking shit today, um, but for some reason my creative juices just came to a halt when I got home. Um, it's probably because I got home to a super messy fucking house. Let's keep it real. You, know, you guys know I'm always going to keep it fucking real with you. Um, you know, my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I come home to a dirty fucking house. It drives me up the wall, one thing that just makes me in such a shitty mood, and I try not to be like that when I first get home, but gosh darn it, when I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning with my honey um, and get him off to work, and then I spend two and a half hours getting ready and cleaning the house and making sure like food is prepped for dinner tonight, and uh, the house is clean, and things are ready to go, and then turn around, you know, six hours later to come home to a house that is just fucking destroyed it fires me up it just fucking fires me up you guys I'm just being honest with you just being honest with you that's where we're at right now but um I took some notes today about the things that I wanted to talk about before we dive in though um I am going to bring my oldest daughter on today because she's been begging me um, to get in on this podcast. She wants to talk. I don't really know what she wants to talk about. So this is just, this is a disclaimer before I bring her on. I just wanted to clarify a few things. I had a few people in my DMs talking about, um, you know, why don't you bring up more real life things with your relationship or why don't you talk about that more? Um, and I just wanted to say, A couple of things about that um, before we dive right in. I waited and worked so hard for so long for a love like this. Um, It's sacred to me. I know my podcast is called Unapologetic, but it's also unapologetic that I don't have to explain things that I don't want to explain. But it is where I can spill the tea, and I do, but this is part of my life I can separate from the outside. One day, I'm sure... Um, We'll end up being super, super public, more public than we are now, um, with more things posted than what are being posted, but right now I want to be selfish. I want it to myself. Uh, My love life is not really anybody's business. What is your business and why you are here is how I can impact your life from my experiences in the past. Um, it, that's not to say that if there's not things in, or if there is things in my relationship I can teach, I will. 
it's 2022. I understand social media has programmed us to believe that if we don't talk about it, then it's not happy. But why do you feel obligated to my life? Ask yourself that if you want to know more. Um, I did and am struggling with the how do I expect to be authentic to you guys if I don't share my relationship? Um, am I telling lies? But in reality, it's not my job to let you know what my relationship is like, and it's not my job to make my relationship look perfect online. I'm not saying people that post don't have a great relationship because they can. I'm just saying that if the relationship you post is better than your in-person relationship, you should probably reevaluate it, you guys. Um, and, you know, we are in 2022. I can be authentic and real without sharing everything. You know, 30 years ago, this wasn't a thing. 30 years ago, sharing everything online for mostly people that don't give two fucks about you uh, was not a fucking thing <laughs> like it is now. I mean, could you imagine like what our grandparents are thinking right now or, you know, even their parents are thinking right now? Um, and with everybody sharing things online and social media becoming such a huge, uh, you know, day-to-day -day life for a lot of people, mental health, there's also a mental health crisis that wasn't this bad before. Um, and with that being said, my mental health right now is the best it's ever been. And I think it's because I do have a place, um, a sacred part of my life that I can choose what I want to share or what I don't want to share. I had to take a step back and ask myself, am I taking this picture or video for me, for memories, for me to look back later on, or am I taking these pictures and videos to post, post on social media? Um, I think we all have to remember social media is not real life, and this is why um, going into transitioning, allowing my 12-year-old daughter to have social media is absolutely terrifying to me, and uh, we can jump in and talk about that when I bring her in. Um, but, you know, it is amazing to just think about not every relationship is perfect. You know, everybody has their things. and It's not as pretty and glamorous as it is on social media. You have to remember, every relationship is going to have arguments. Every relationship is going to have growing pains <clears throat> and jealousy. Um, you know, things that you're learning together because you're involving two people. Two people with different life experiences. Two people with different upbringings and backgrounds. Um, and it takes time for you to really learn each other and uh, grow from that. But it is beautiful to know that every relationship goes through it. All right, you guys, on that note, I'm going to uh, text message my oldest daughter. Hopefully my youngest doesn't uh, know what's going on because otherwise she's going to be want to be in on this too. <laughs> um, but let me text her real quick so you can hear if she's excited or if she really doesn't want to do it. Let's see. I think that's better than me yelling in your guys' ear because when I yell, it's loud. <laughs> Mama T's got some loud voices on her. Hi, what you doing? Uh, laundry. Laundry. Do you want to record with me? Yeah. You got to close my door all the way. You do want to? Mm-hmm. Oh. What kind of question is that? Sit down. Don't touch the microphone, though. Hello. Okay. You got you to gotta talk into the microphone, okay? Slut. 
Oh, slay. Slay. <laughs> okay. That's a new term that all these kids are talking about. So, uh, let's see. I have some questions for you. I was just talking about social media and... Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Why do you say, oh, jeez? Just one thing I didn't expect you to really bring up. Why? I don't know. I was just okay. I was yeah. I was just talking to um everybody about the social media thing with Garrett and I being in a relationship and people wanting us to be more public about our relationship and how it was important for me to keep certain things private. Uh-huh. And I ended the conversation with um that social media this people have come become too I don't know, uh, comfortable with sharing their entire lives on social media. Mm -hmm. And we've also never had this bad of a mental health crisis since or until the social media thing became a huge thing. Yeah. Do you understand that? Do you understand what that means? Not really, but no. not really. <laughs> it means that when people see things on social media that you know, make, we talked about this, that make your life look better than what it was, then yeah. sometimes we compare our lives to other people's lives. Yeah. Think that other people have more things or better things than we do, and then we start getting down on ourselves, right? Yeah. So did you watch the show I told you to watch? Yes, I did. And what was that called? Uh, the Social Dilemma. You watched all of it? Yeah, I how, did. How long was it? Uh, it's about two hours and 30 minutes long. Hmm. And what did you think about it? Because I haven't been able to catch up with you yet. Uh, I thought it was good. It was just, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh. It's just a bunch of people, like 30 people that have worked for every social media platform trying to make it, like, make your social, like, some social media, like, just extreme and over the top. Because it was an addiction. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know what's super funny is I actually, and I, I haven't told you this yet, but when we were getting ready to move and we had stuff packed up, mm -hmm. I found uh, an old diary of mine from when I was like 16. Oh, God. And I was like reading through all the pages. And when uh, my mom and dad divorced, mm -hmm. um, that was like right when MySpace came out. And MySpace was like the first social media. I've never heard of MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> the top eight. <laughs> um, no, that was the first social media. And in my diary, I had literally wrote in or written, um, I, or our computer finally just got hooked up with internet because we didn't used to have wireless internet. We used to have dial up. You know what that is, right? No. <laughs> So you have to remember you're old. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm old. I'm old. I know. I know. Um, we used to have house phones that would plug into the wall uh -huh. and it was a cord that would go to the wall. So it, when we wanted the internet, we would have to unplug the house phone and we would plug a cord into the wall and into our computer and it would oh, take Jesus. time to dial up and it would be like, Sounds make like all the, this noise. Sounds like the computer's starting to crash. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so that's what we had. And in my diary, I had said, we just got the computer hooked up. I can't wait to go on MySpace. It really is an addiction. I oh, said that Jesus. at 16 years old. Those words came out of my mouth in my diary oh, at 16 geez. years old. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so how did you feel after watching that? 
I felt that um, the people, like, there were some people that were, like, CEOs of, like, Pinterest and Facebook and a couple other social media platforms, and um, they were just talking about how everyone that worked for, like, Facebook, let's say, were just so, like... They, everyone had their minds set on just making Facebook more upgraded and trying to do more things with it um, to be able to hopefully get more people on Facebook to see what it was mo- mo- mainly like. Um, but saying the fact that the, pe- the CEO, one of the CEOs of Facebook who was C- a CEO to Facebook long ago, he was saying that he actually got addicted to Facebook because he was working 12-hour shifts at the Facebook factory being CEO trying to make all these upgrades that he got so addicted to his phone he stopped paying attention to his wife and his kids Mm -hmm. he would just get home from work and sit in his office or sit in the living room and just be on his phone and yep. ignore everyone because he would be so focused on Facebook. Well, especially because it was his job, too, so it makes it even harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's working in the Facebook factory for 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you've seen me, for example, on my phone. I mean, I'm better now, I feel like, but... After you Before you deleted your Instagram and TikTok, like, all your social media platforms for a while, you did that, like, three times, I would say, before you deleted them... You were really, really addicted to TikTok and Instagram. Like, you would not get off your phone. Yeah. Um, but now that you've deleted your social media plenty of times, um, I feel like you're less addicted now. But I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. we'll just sit there and space out on your phone, like on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but I would say you have gotten better. Well, thank you. I think I've gotten better, too. <laughs> well, I think Garrett has helped me with that, too. Just being like, hello, your kids are calling you. Hello, we're trying to get your attention. Can you answer yeah. them? Like, I'm sick of hearing them say, mom, 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 Mother. mom. Like, hello, can you get off of your fucking phone? Like, yeah. Jesus. Something I used to say when she was way too addicted to her phone was, Earth to Tina, or Earth to Mother, because... <laughs> She literally was just so addicted to her phone for mm-hmm. so long, and she got so addicted to it, she learned how to space out people, like, space everybody out. That's called mommy hearing, selective yeah. hearing. And she also has a bad left ear. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was even harder when she was spacing everyone out and ignoring them. I can't hear you anyways. Yeah, she, if we were on her left ear, she couldn't hear anything, period. <laughs> and then we would go to her right ear. And she would just be so focused on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so bad. Um, Also, so, okay, so how does that make you feel now that you want social media? I feel like after you got me that book, um, like, so she got me a book that was, it says, like, the title of it was How to Break the Internet and, like, basically how to keep yourself from, like, comparing yourself to other people and, uh, like, cyberbullying and all that. And um, in that book, I read all the book. Actually, I did finish it. And watching The Social Dilemma, um, I feel like I'm prepared to get social media. Like you have the tools? Yeah, I feel like I have all the tools and information, especially saying the fact I have the book. And it wasn't just something online. 
Um, and I have the book with me, so if I ever, like, forgot something and something was going on, I feel like I could go into that book and get the resources to help me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can discuss that more later, too. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so let's move on. Um, I have on here the my three strikes this last year. Oh, her car got totaled. Yeah, got in a car accident she got in, in December. She got in a car accident in December. Um, and then, I don't know if this is in order... But our old apartment complex, townhouse, whatever you want to call it, uh, flooded and was caught on fire. Mm-hmm. At like 2 o'clock in the morning, we had to evacuate. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, and especially because we had a huge glass patio door in mine and my sister's bedroom. And the water heater was right next to that door. Um, and there was just water all over the place. Um, and, oh, and then you went to my sister's preschool Mm -hmm. and didn't think to lock your car because it takes her two seconds in and out and got her purse stolen out of her car. Yeah, and what was the worst part of that? You had your entire life in your purse. I don't know if that was the worst part. I think the worst part of that was I still didn't have a car. I was driving grandma's truck. And they stole the key yeah. fobs off the oh yeah from the truck. She, she, oh. They stole the key fobs There's off Wes. of your. I had a feeling uh, she was going to come in. Um. Well, my keys were on my purse, so they took yeah. all my keys, um, and then my purse, my passport, everything. So yeah. that was fun. Waiting until seven o'clock at night in the daycare parking lot for the truck to get towed. So much um, Okay, so, I mean, I brought that up because I try to remind you all the time that when bad things happen, you have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, be down on yourself. You can't sit in that, like, self-pity moment where you're just like, the whole world is crumbling and I can't do anything and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's too yeah. easy to get sucked in. So you have to remember when life throws you curves you got to learn how to hit them and throw them back right i thought you were gonna say when life gives you lemonade or lemons you make lemonade <laughs> now i usually give those to jody so she can make lemonade vodka <laughs> oh yeah vodka lemon <laughs> um okay so let's see what else oh do you like it when we do the questions at the dinner table uh i feel like some of the questions that we come up with are a little weird like what? Like, um, one of your questions was, what would be your hype song for a baseball, for the baseball entrance? Like, what would be your song for entering that pumps you up? Yeah, like, well, that's a, that's a good-ass question. Like, what is your hype song? If you were a baseball player and you were getting ready to go out and bat the ball and you got to pick one song that got to hype you up for a home run, what song would it be? Uh, that's so, a good-ass question. I feel like that's so, a good-ass question. So I chose uh, Best Friend by Saweetie and Doja Cat. Uh, I feel like that's just one of the songs that pumped me up like crazy. Um, I don't remember what your song was, though. I picked um, It's Going Down. I'm, I'm yelling, yelling Timber. That song, yeah, Timber. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Love that song. Um, okay, I like the questions. Would you rather answer the questions or give the give the questions uh give the questions yeah you like picking out the questions yeah that's pretty cool yeah we take turns um let's see if you could do anything or be anywhere right now 
where would it be? Um, doing motocross. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Soon, soon. Uh, me and Garrett are actually going to try to work on our... Uh, on your bike? Yeah, my bike this mm-hmm. week. Um, I gave you a journal yeah. a few weeks ago. Have you been using it? Yes. Um, how do you think it makes you feel? Well, you gave me a journal to write down three things I'm thankful for every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a journal that I've been writing in for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and how has that been making you feel? Uh, I feel kind of nervous about having a journal because my sister likes to go through my room sometimes and I'm kind of nervous that someone is going to find both of those. And Well, you know. I think that it's good for you to know that like you have privacy you don't yeah. have to worry about she can't read so well, she would bring it to like you or yeah but I wouldn't read it and neither would Garrett yeah. that's your personal thoughts and you're allowed to have a safe place where you can put those thoughts down on paper do you appreciate the independence that I've taught you and your sister to not need a man but to want one and to be able to tell the difference yeah so because I was single for almost six years Oh, I thought you were going to say almost seven years. <laughs> no, almost six years. But you learned a lot on, like, how to make money and provide for yourselves and fix yeah. things and take care of things. And that if you get to have somebody in your life, whether it's a man or a woman, doesn't matter, um, that you don't need them. You want them there. But yeah. you're perfectly capable and independent of By yourself. screwing like, a light bulb in or yeah, like, hanging Christmas lights. Yeah. Or working on the car or anything. Or my bike or anything like that. How do you feel about me being in a relationship now? Uh, I like it. I kind of feel like now Garrett has to take care of you. And since I'm the oldest, I had me and Jody. I feel like me and Jody were mainly up to like taking care of you and like taking care of me. How? Yeah, like distracting you and entertaining you when you. When I got bored? Yeah, when you got bored and needed someone to hang out with. I feel like now that you're in a relationship, that's it's Garrett's turn, and I finally get, like, a break. And <laughs> so does Jody. Well, you don't like entertaining me? No! I it takes it... way too much work to entertain <laughs> you. I think Jody likes entertaining me. So, Jody and Garrett, I'll leave those two up to you. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Do you have any questions for me? Um... I don't know. No? Do you feel comfortable talking about your dad? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, if you had one thing, you could say one thing to him right now, what would it be? If there was like a telephone from here to heaven and you got to have one conversation with him, what would it look like? Um, me talking about uh, getting into motocross. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good one, huh? Yeah. And you're going to ride his numbers, huh? Yeah. 325. Yeah. His birthday. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That's a great one. That's oh, a, yeah. a great one. Um, and are you ready to start school? You're starting no. a new school this year? Um, no. I'm not. not I'm kind of excited to do, like, I'm going to try out for volleyball. Um, but other than that, and, like, school dances, I hope my school has school dances. Because my old school didn't. But other than that, not really. No. Oh, usually. Okay, so I posted this thing today on Instagram that said, oh, Westland's leaving the leaving premises. The 
Bye. I love you. Love you. The eye I roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I posted this thing on Instagram that said, if you could tell 13-year-old you anything, what would it be? Because you're almost 13. Not, that's not a question for you. That's for other people to answer yeah. to you. Um, so for me, if I could tell 13-year-old me anything, it would be don't let anyone dull your shine. Yeah. Always have sparkle. Yeah. And remember that, like, your mental health is super important. Yeah. And if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, you talk to somebody. And also, that boy, you're not going to fucking marry him. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, did we get answers from... So, I got... Okay, can I look at them? No, I'm going to read them. Oh, okay. One of them says, love yourself and boys are gross. Okay, slay. That's a good one. <laughs> and then the other one is from Auntie J. Oh, geez. And she said, I would tell my 13-year-old self to not sweat the BS in middle and high school. Most of those bullies and assholes grow up to be losers and will be cleaning your dog's anal glands one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, savage. Slay. Okay, so another one that I got said, it's not worth it to give it up this early. Don't do it. Biggest mistake of my life. Okay, that one's mean. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> you don't know what giving it up means? Like, don't give up on what you want to try or no. whatever. Don't have sex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, this girl said, don't smoke that cigarette. What? That's what she would tell 13-year-old herself that. Uh, slow down. Okay. Yeah, I just tell you that all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Slow the fuck down. You're always going too fast. Um, be the person you would be proud of being no matter who it pisses off. Okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Your popularity in middle and high school won't mean anything as an adult. Okay. Remember where you came from and use that as your drive to get through every day. Okay. Don't let judgment of others turn you cold. I always say that, right? You gotta yeah. keep your heart warm and you have to still be nice. Um, she also said, fuck them mean girls. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, that was it. How do you feel about those? They're funny. Which one was your favorite? Um, I don't know. That's hard. I think the one that Auntie J did, that one was funny. Yeah, she's funny. She's that one funny. was a good one. Well, it's true. Yeah, the ones that pick on you are going to be cleaning out your dog's anal glands when you're an adult. <laughs> They're not going to amount to fucking anything, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So. It, yeah, that one's funny. I, I am the cool mom. You are not. Well, that's not very nice. You are 34, okay? 32. <laughs> fucking don't get on Garrett's bullshit. All right, my love. I love you. on that train. <laughs> Thank you for talking with me. Yeah. All right. First, um, that was her first little interview. She's so cute and nervous, and I just love her. Um, you know, I had her when I was 19 years old, and she has literally seen everything that I've gone through, unfortunately, firsthand. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I want to jump on here, um, for you guys and 
show you guys that like, hey, life is not going to end when shit gets bad. It's only the fucking beginning. And, you know, I heard this quote the other day um, that said, if you feel like you're going through hell, keep on going. Why would you want to stay in hell? And that is so fucking true. Why would you want to stay where you're at? Keep fucking moving. Put one foot in front of the other. The kids are so smart. They're always watching. And, you know, that was one of the reasons why I was single for so long because, and it wasn't like I didn't have plenty of options, but I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be a little cocky. I know my worth. Um, I know what I bring to the table and I was very, very, very picky for a very long time because you're not coming to my table if all you're bringing is an empty motherfucking plate. Absolutely the fuck not. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted in a man. I knew I had it written down. I had my must-haves and my must-not-haves. I had my, I know, red flags. I've done my counseling. I've done all the things, the learning, the growing, the changing, um, and I'm still doing that every single day, but you know what? The man that I have by my side to do that with me now is fucking incredible. You know, one thing I used to always tell myself is if I was going to have a man around uh, that they were, <laughs> you know, they're going to show my kids what love is because that's what we do. When we're raising our kids, we're inadvertently teaching them how to be treated and also teaching them how to treat their spouse. Um, my last relationship was mentally, physically, emotionally abusive. There was uh, drug addiction, um, theft, uh, homelessness, left us homeless, um, and major physical abuse that my kids unfortunately saw firsthand. If I chose to stay in that relationship, what am I teaching my daughters? All I'm teaching them is that it's okay for a man to drag you across the living room floor when he's pissed off at you. It's okay for a man to steal money from you, not provide for you or protect you, and to leave you homeless. And that was not, nope, never going to happen again. I said my next relationship, it's going to be laughing so hard our stomachs hurt. It's going to be drunk dancing in the kitchen. Um, it's going to be walking by me and slapping my ass and making out with me in front of them till they're borderline grossed out going, mom, get a room. Ew. <laughs> that is love to me. And that is how I want my daughters to be treated. Spoiled, fucking rotten. That was one of the things I should have brought up with Addison is she called me spoiled the other day. She told Garrett that uh, he was turning me into a brat because he spoils me so much. Um, but you know what? That's what I want my daughters to know. I would much rather my daughters know that and that's how you're supposed to be treated. Um, and on the flip side, how to treat a man. I clean he helps me clean too, but and he helps me cook, but I take care of him. I do his laundry. Um, you know, I make sure he has everything he needs. The man freaking works six days a week. Like, I take care of things for him too, and um, I want my daughters, if they ever end up being in a relationship, if not, that's okay too, but I was never, ever, ever wanting to teach them a toxic, bad relationship. It's not how you're supposed to be treated. You're not supposed to be beat battered, broken, mentally ill, homeless with two kids. Nope, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to put your spouse through hell. You're supposed to stand by their side to make it out on the other side of hell because 
There's always going to be obstacles. It's about you two against the problem, not about um, you two against each other. So I'm really, really thankful for that. I'm thankful that I have him. So with that being said, I really just want to remind all of you out there, don't fucking settle. I know sometimes we get stuck in our heads that we're not supposed to be single, that we're supposed to be in a relationship, that we're supposed to do this or do that. I know that when you're in your 20s, your clock is ticking and you're like 28 years old and you're like, I've got to get married and I've got to have kids. And every time I go to dinner at my parents' house for family dinner, mom is like, when am I going to have grandbabies? Have you met any nice boys out there yet? Don't let those people get to you. Um, I can speak from experience on that as well. When I was 25 years old, my clock was ticking so hard. I had Addison at 19, but I knew I wanted one more kid. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm already 25. I'm going to be 30 soon. Like I need to find myself a man, have a baby, get married, do all the things that my friends were doing. It seemed like everybody was in a happy relationship. We rushed it. It was fast. I mean, in the time that we met, a year later, we were already living together, engaged and married with a baby on the way a year after that. And all I can say is it ends as fast as it begins when something, when you do something like that. Um, don't let anyone or anything ever tell you you need to be in a relationship. If it doesn't serve you, it's okay to be single. Learn how to love yourself. It's okay to leave a relationship if you're not happy too. I know sometimes we feel like, fuck, I'm 30 years old or I'm 40 years old. How am I going to start over now? I'm, I'd rather just stay in this relationship. Really? You have most of your life ahead of you. Most of you haven't even lived maybe a quarter of your life. Maybe a quarter of your life you've lived. And you have so much life ahead of you and so much to do. So why would you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody who doesn't treat you right, who doesn't deserve to have you. Um, sometimes we feel like it's just easier and better to stay in an unloving, undeserving relationship than being single, whether it's because you have kids or you're married and you own a house together or your incomes or dual incomes. It's just not true. It's okay to be single. It's okay to start over. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You still have your whole life ahead of you. I want you guys to think about that a little bit. If you were to die today, are you where you want to be and who you want to be with? Um, and if you answer that with a no, then you really need to reevaluate what's around you and what you want. It really sucks that women have to start thinking about, you know, babies and marriage and everything at 28 years old. But men don't have to think about that. Men don't give a fuck. Men think that they're at their prime, at their peak, um, and they have no idea. And we have so many people on us and telling us that we have to do all of the things right now because our clock is ticking and you're going to be 30. But also, when did this start? When was it a norm for us to be told that we need to get married, that we need to have kids? And let alone that, but also like... What if our kids don't want to be married to men? Like, in a general sense, period. Like, you don't ever have to fucking get married. You don't ever have to be in a relationship with somebody. You can do whatever the hell you want, but you do not have to have kids. I think we need to normalize more 
of people that don't want kids, people that are okay with even being in a relationship and not ever having kids. That's okay. And, um, you know, I think it's something that's not talked about enough. And I think we push it on our little girls. Like, you know, when we were growing up, our moms used to talk to us all the time and they'd be like, you know, what do you want to be when you're older? What kind of wedding do you want? You know, you have the baby dolls and all of the things. And I remember being like six years old and being like, I want to be a bride when I get older. And then you have the boys that they're like, what do you want to be when you're older? I want to be an astronaut. And, you know, I'm going to go to school to be a doctor until I'm 30 years old. And I'm not even going to think about having a girlfriend or a wife or kids until maybe after that. But I'm going to do my own thing. We have literally trained our daughter to need to be wives and mothers and we've trained our men that they're allowed to have an education fuck that shit our daughters are allowed an education they do not fucking have to be unless they want to be if you want to be great but if you don't want to be that is okay too that is not your number one purpose on this planet is to be a wife and a mother you have to come first but all right you guys I have taken up 40 plus minutes of your motherfucking day. I know that that was a little bit slower paced one, but you got to know Addison a little bit more. Got to break some things down for you. Um, I probably honestly would have talked a little bit more about her father since she said that it was okay to bring it up. But with that first question, it kind of hit her in the heart. She got a little teary eyed. I could see it on her face. Um, and I didn't want to trigger her too much on that one. It has been three years since she, since her father has passed away um, from drug overdose. And, you know, honestly, this girl is thriving and surviving. And I, you know, she's going to do the dirt bike thing. So keep your eyes out, motherfuckers. Have a great fucking weekend, you guys. Thanks for hanging out and dealing with this. Um, we are going to be back fucking at it next week, full force. Keep an eye on my Instagram for those questions to answer. And you know what? Actually, I forgot to check my questions for today. I think I had a couple in here. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. How do you and your boyfriend split your bills? If you guys live together, please help. This is kind of a difficult one because, um, I am not comfortable sharing finances because of my past um, relationships. Um, I am pretty private on the amount of money that I make um, and what my bills are. Um, the only thing that we I can really say is we split rent down the middle, 50-50, um, he takes care of like the power and water and I buy the groceries cause I have three of us versus him one. Um, and then when we go out to do things, we kind of just like keep track. Usually he doesn't let me pay for fucking anything. <laughs> if I can get my card up there quicker, um, then I end up paying, but if not, he always snags it away, but, and hands the server his card. Um, but if we go out to do things, like if we go golfing, then I'll pay for drinks to get us through the day or for dinner that night. Or, um, if we go, you know, on a camping trip, I'll pay for groceries. He'll pay for gas. I mean, we've never really discussed it equal 50, 50, but we're pretty good at keeping it equal 50, 50. And I told him that if there was ever a time that he felt like the, um, 
house bills were more than what he thought I was paying that we could sit down and compare and look at what we needed to do to make it more fair. But I am confident that we have the communication skills that if something needed to be paid, that it would come up. I think the biggest thing for you, since you're asking me for advice, is sit down, budget out everything. Um, I am obsessed with spreadsheets. I actually am going to do that today for the month of August's bills. But sit down and make a spreadsheet. Sit down and write down all of your bills. Look at your bank statements. What are you spending in gas? What are you spending in food? What are you spending in miscellaneous restaurant trips or gas station trips that don't include gas, whether it's snacks for the kids or whatever? Um, and then shopping habits. Write down everything and look at what is being spent throughout the month. And if you guys don't want to go that far, just write down the household bills, rent, utilities, groceries, um, you know, internet, cable, whatever subscriptions you have, Netflix, Hulu, and say like, look, we need to split this 50-50. It is what it is. Um, and if they don't want to split it 50-50, then I think you need to reevaluate their your situation because they honestly should be offering to step up and pay for more. I mean, granted, you know, I don't have Garrett do that um, because, and I hate it when he does it because there's three of us, it's me and the girls. And you know, when I brought that to his attention, he said to me, I know what I'm signing up for and I know that I'm taking on you and the girls. And um, if I wasn't prepared to do that, then I wouldn't be here. So um, find yourself a fucking man that says that shit, you guys. I waited a long time for this man and I, I still feel like I'm going to wake up from a dream. <laughs> I don't think you guys want to hear any of that gushy, gushy, stuff. But if you are have been following me for a long time, you know my full story. Um, hopefully you're happy for me and the girls. Um, as we get more into this, then uh, you will learn my story more. Um, I have been trying to find a time to ease into the harder conversations the abusive relationships, the drugs, the addiction. Um, and I think next week we're going to take a deep dive into that. It's not going to be as happy-go-lucky. That's going to be a harder one to listen to. But uh, that's why I'm here. I've got to spread awareness. I've got to get this word out. I've got to give um, power to these women and men that are going through these situations with their spouse or exes or whatever. So um, next week, keep your eyes and ears out because I think we are going to do something a little bit more serious, a little bit more background on my daughter's fathers, my baby daddies, um, if you can even call them that. So, <laughs> all right, you guys, happy fucking Thursday. Thanks for hanging this far if you're still here. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, unapologetic.tea, um, and then send me those anonymous messages. You can email me at unapologetic.tea at hotmail.com. Um, you can send me anonymous messages on my Instagram page. If you just go to that little highlight button, you'll see it in there where you can submit those. Send me a message on Instagram, whatever you guys want to do. If you want to be anonymous, just let me know to keep your name out of it. Um, otherwise, have a great fucking weekend, you guys. Cheers, and we will talk to you soon.